Welcome to this episode of the Do They Own Me podcast. I'm your host, Benny McBenface. Today, we have a story about facial recognition going on in universities in a way that is so sloppy, is so comical, that the people that came up with this system for spying on the students at this university cannot conceivably have ever been expected to take care of that information and save that information in a secure way. It was a sloppy implementation, and I can guarantee that if the implementation was that sloppy, then the security is also sloppy. So the article on Business Insider is entitled, A College is Removing Its Vending Machines After a Student Discovered They Were Using Facial Recognition Technology. Now, this is at the University of Waterloo in Canada. The University of Waterloo is expected to remove smart vending machines from its campus. A student discovered an error code that suggested the machines used facial recognition technology. Uh, Adaria Vending Services said the technology didn't take or store customers' photos. Now, listen, I've had a look at this error code. It's a picture of uh, the vending machine, obviously. It's a, one of those, uh, you know, very modern one. You can't see through the plexiglass into the vending machine. All there is is a very large, uh, you know, 50 or 60 inch screen turned up so it's vertical and it's got ads for the products in it. Then you make your selection. Well, in the this this the software or the system that is driving that screen obviously runs on Windows because in the middle of that screen there is a generic Windows error. Uh, you know, the little pop up box with the X, and then you've got to click OK. And comically, and I kid you not, it says at the top of that error code at uh, the application error box, it says. Uh, Invender Vending Facial Recognition App dot exe. <laughs> so, I mean, talk about sloppy uh, implementation. They had to have known that this error code could pop up. Why would you name your app? Like, if you were the operator of the vending machine or the, the builder of the system or whatever, why would you name your app Facial Recognition App dot exe? I mean, that's just asking for trouble. That just, but concerningly, as I said at the top. That just really calls into question their ability to think through these issues and their ability to build this software, these systems in a way that will be, you know, will have any hope whatsoever of keeping information private and pictures and videos. It's outrageous. Anyhow, we will uh, begin the article. A university in Canada is expected to remove a series of vending machines from campus after a student discovered an indication they used facial recognition technology. The smart vending machines used at the University of Waterloo first gained attention this month when the Reddit user SquidKid47 shared a photo. That's the photo I was just talking about, the one that I viewed, that showed this comical error message, or comically, what I call comically sloppy error message. The photo purportedly showed an M&M brand vending machine with an error code reading, and again, it's exactly what I've said, Inventor Vending Facial Recognition App.exe Application Error. Uh, the post drew speculation from some users and caught the attention of a University of Waterloo student whom the Tech News website Ars Technica identified as River Stanley, a writer for the local student publication Math News. All right, so uh, then Stanley investigated the smart vending machines, discovering that they're provided by Adaria Vending Services and manufactured by Invenda Group. The Canadian publication CTV News reported that Mars, the owner of M&Ms, owned the vending machines. Right, so this is this this is layer upon layer of bullshit, is what this is, and it all goes back to one of the uh, uh, the large, what I consider to be abusive companies in the world. Mars has, by my recollection, had some horrific business practices around monopoly pricing um, and and shady practices along those lines. Now, listen, 
If I recall correctly, they were also involved in pet food, and they did something about buying up all the vet clinics in, in one country or around the world so that the vets could effectively prescribe or at the very least promote their pet food. So Mars has, you know, a little bit of form in some of the things that it's done previously, by my recollection. Um, so Mars owns the vending machines, and built into these vending machines is technology for facial recognition. So I ask of you this question, dear listener, what is the valid use case? The, what, what is the kindest, most generous interpretation um, of being able, uh, for a use case of being able to, or being required to, stick a camera in a vending machine so that it scans and, and does facial recognition? What is the best and most generous use case for that? I literally cannot think of one. There is no way that that could go anywhere close to serving the consumer's interests. That is another step of enshittification that does not serve the consumers, that does not serve the customer's interests. How on God's green earth does that help the customer? You want a pack of M&Ms, you go to the machine, you push the button, and there they are. Why does your face need to be captured? And of course, if we're thinking about this, we've got facial recognition, and as I've said on several episodes on this podcast, all of the data that, all of, all of this transaction data is stored to your card usage. So the question then becomes, what the hell are these companies doing with this data? Are they capturing, I mean, look, they said at the top of the article, didn't they, that um, the, the technology didn't take or store customers' photos. And again, that's a pretty cute way of saying nothing at all, because that doesn't mean that it doesn't somehow store their likeness. If it did, if it, if, uh, if it is facial recognition software, all facial recognition software works effectively the same way, which is they generate a, a unique uh, identify a string of characters that uniquely identifies your face. So that's not storing your, that's not storing pictures or videos, but that is storing a unique identifying uh, or a uniquely identifying uh, string of characters that represents your face. So they know who you are, what you look like, and what you're buying, how many, oft how many times, how often you buy, you know, M&Ms or whatever else is available in the machine. And then my question always, always, always goes to who the hell do they share that data with? Is that data just staying with them? I really, really, really doubt it. I suspect that like every one of these asshole companies, they're taking all of that information, your payment method ties uh, the, the rest of the data set to you, but they're taking the unique data set from that machine, who you are, what you look like, what you're buying, how often you're doing it, and of course that you're probably a university student at Waterloo. So all of that information is either knowable or derivable from uh, what I call first-party information on that machine. So they take that. Do they then share that data set uh, with Axiom or another one of these outrageously large data brokers? I'd be willing to bet they do. And the reason I'd be willing to bet that is Mars and these other consumer goods type companies that spend tremendous amounts on marketing and advertising, they would have to be one of the largest customers or one, certainly in the segment of uh, the largest customers that any of these data brokers have, because it is these it is these marketers who ostensibly are the the use case for this data that Axiom and the like hold on people. So if they are the largest customers of the data brokers, 
then it stands to reason that they would also be involved in two-way transaction of data, as is often the case. Many times is the case with these. The, the, the data brokers say to the client, in this case, I'm alleging to be Mars, the data brokers say to the client, they say, listen, what information can you give us? And then we'll tell you what information we can give you. We'll just use, let's say, for example, we'll just use that credit card number. And of course, it's not a number. It's reduced to a hash. So it's not you know, a security problem. But we'll use that credit card to uniquely identify that person and we'll match it up to the profile. We've got all this information about this person. We've got, you know, where they live, where they work, what they eat, where they shop, how often they shop there. And if they have a car and they've driven it on the road, we've got their number plate, uh, you know, location data from so many states around the U.S. Thanks to these asshole companies out of Texas. The name escapes me, but I just did an episode on them. So we know all of this information about them. Uh, we can we can make some of that available to you or some sort of profile segment data available to you if you'll give us. Uh, what you have? Do you have their face? Good. Let's take their face so that we can uniquely identify them next time they walk into a supermarket chain that is using our uh, or is using software that is connected to our database. So you know, again, it, the logic tells me, and the incentives analysis for the considering the incentives of these companies, I'm here to say that there has to be, there almost certainly must be a two-way exchange of data. This is not a this is not just Mars collecting this data for their own internal use. I'm saying it absolutely goes out. But concerningly, how was the user of the vending machine to ever know? There's no, there's no privacy label on a vending machine. They're just sticking a camera in your face. It's bullshit. Anyway, article continues. In response to the student publications report, the director of technology services for Adaria Vending Services told Math News that an individual person cannot be identified using the technology in the machines. What's most important to understand is that the machines do not take or store anything, uh, do not take or store any photos or images, and an individual person cannot be identified using the technology in the machines. And that's my point. They don't just use the technology in the machines. They take their facial, for whatever better term, their facial fingerprint, their their unique facial uh, uh, components, reduce that into a something resembling a hash, and then share that with these data brokers, who then do uniquely identify. I, I, nothing offends me more than these asshole companies giving what appears to be a nice get-out-of-free statement that most people would read and be perfectly okay with, uh, but actually, but actually, it was drafted by the lawyers. Because, of course, it has to be true, because we have to be able to defend it in court, but let's say something without saying the thing we're pretending to say. He's saying here that an individual person cannot be identified using the technology in the machines. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, the statement said the technology acts as a motion sensor that detects faces so the machine knows when to activate the purchasing interface, never taking or storing images of customers. I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm sorry, Mr. Whatever your name is. I just don't believe you. You don't need to have a facial recognition. If, if you were the coder, if you were the developer that was tasked to build that software, if it wasn't facial recognition profiling, you wouldn't have called it facial recognition app.exe, right? Again, think about the framework of that guy that built that app. He's not, he doesn't care, he's got a job to do. He's, he's cool, he's doing his job. And then when he's finished doing his job, he has to compile it into an exe that can operate on that Windows machine that runs that vending machine. He's just going to call it whatever is at the top of his mind as he's been doing it. 
and he called it facialrecognitionapp.exe. He didn't call it uh, machinewakingapp.exe. He didn't call it activatepurchasinginterface.exe. He called it facialrecognitionapp.exe. Sorry, I'm calling bullshit. I simply do not believe the story that these guys have put out. The statement said that the machines are fully GDPR compliant, referring to the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation. The regulation is part of the EU's privacy legislation that determines how corporations can collect citizens' data. At the University of Waterloo, Adaria manages last mile fulfillment services. We handle restocking and logistics for the snack vending machines. The statement said, uh, Adaria does not collect any data about its users and does not have any access to identify users of these M&M vending machines. Again, a very cutely worded statement. Adaria does not collect any of that data. All right, what does that mean? It means that they're not saving what they capture. That's what it means. They're not collecting it, keeping it, retaining it. Uh, what if at the point of purchase, that data is sent back to whoever, wherever, it is transmitted, and then it is removed from their system? They could very simply say, Adaria does not collect any data. I'm calling bullshit. If you're putting a camera in a vending machine, it's not just so that you can wake up that display and wake up that interface. Anyone that's been around long enough knows that years before we had any of this sort of bullshit, there were uh, motion-activated lights, for example. They are simple. They don't have cameras in them. Why not have a motion, activate, uh, a motion sensor in the same way or, or, or the PIR sensors that the alarm systems have? Now, don't get me wrong, I get that there's technological complexity with the implementation of this stuff because you don't want, you don't want the screen to be activated when someone just walks past. I'm not saying that it's exactly simple, but what I am saying is I, as a person that doesn't do this shit for a living, I can sit here and conceive of a way that that could be achieved without necessarily sticking a camera, or, with, or absolutely without sticking a camera in the face of your user. So why do they not do it? And I'm saying the reason they don't achieve it in any other way is because they are incentivized to collect as much data as possible. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's clear to me. You could have a sensor that detects a person in front of the machine. Um, you could have a couple of those sensors. Put one down the bottom, put one at the top, put one on the side, and you could very quickly figure out if there's a person still standing there after a couple of seconds. Surely. That's not a difficult thing to do. Surely that's not a difficult implementation. I mean, why not? All right. If we were going to use a camera to do it, why not put it at the bottom and put it on their shoes so that you could sort of, in, in the camera, you could paint this little zone and you could say, if, if there's a pair of shoes or a pair of feet standing inside this box for more than three seconds, means there's someone at the, or whatever the time delay is, means there's someone standing at the vending machine, turn on the screen. No, they're not doing that. They're putting a camera in your face, and the coder that built the software decided that the best way to describe that software was facialrecognitionapp.exe, not screenwakingapp.exe, not person detecting, detected person standing here.exe. It was facial recognition app. And there's plenty of other ways that they could do it without sticking a camera in someone's face. But no, they stick a camera in your face because they can get away with it. They don't care. There are no penalties coming to them anytime soon. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyhow, the article continues. Inventor Group told Math News that the technology did not store information on permanent memory mediums and that the machines were GDPR compliant. Yeah, well, thank you to the lawyers that drafted that statement. We do not store information on permanent memory mediums. 
It doesn't say we don't remotely transmit it uh, within three seconds of the transaction having occurred and then wipe it. No, no. It just says we don't store it permanently. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Article continues, it does not engage in storage, communic... Okay, so here they are saying, it does not engage in storage, communication, or transmission of any imagery or personally identifiable information. Uh, okay, all right, we're sort of halfway there, but why do we have to say of any imagery or personally identifiable information? I could, uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I could sort of lawyer my way through that, and I could say, all right, any imagery. Well, no, it's not an image. It's a, it's a hash code that represents a, personal, a, a, a person's unique facial features. All right, uh, personally identifiable information. What does that mean? It means that we're not sending that person's full credit card number tied to their facial hash. We're reducing the credit card number to a hash as well. So all we're transmitting and all we're communicating are these hashed sort of random things. Well, no, sorry. Anyhow, it continues. Uh, the software conducts, uh, this is according to Inventor Group statement, the software conducts local processing of digital image maps derived from the USB optical sensor in real time without storing such data on permanent memory mediums or transmitting it over the internet to the cloud. Okay, still there is a, the, in, in that phrasing, I'm not satisfied that they're saying what they're pretending to be saying. There, there's, there's too many words. There's too many words. It's too complex for saying, oh, we don't, we, it's not personally identifiable. We don't transmit it over the internet to the cloud. I mean, what does that mean? Uh, okay, it's not an internet, it's a VPN, it's a private network. We didn't use the There's so many ways that they can, in the future, sit in court and defend themselves and say, no, 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 it was true. We didn't transmit it over the internet. We've got a private, uh, you know, we've got a private data network. Whatever. Too many words. All we need for them to say is, we don't. We don't use that data at all. But they're not going to say that because it's not true. Or did they say that? Look, I, I invite Inventor Group to come out and uh, talk to me. Come on the show. Tell me what you use the data for and then open up your machines and let's have a proper look at them. I suspect they do whatever they, whatever they think they can get away with. Math News reported that Inventor Group's FAQ list said that only the final data, namely presence of a person, Estimated age and estimated gender is collected without any association with an individual. All right. See, again, they are taking this information, but the, the cuteness in the phrasing is that, of course, it's not in vendor group that is associating that with an individual. It's the payment method that is being used. And I, this is me. This is my claim. I'm saying the payment method that is being used is what is used to then associate that with an individual when this data is swept off to the data brokers that payment method that was previously used here there and everywhere else we see that pop up again we know who this person is already because they've bought something online using that credit card and they put in their name and their home address and we've got that information so we know who they are now we know uh you know estimated age and estimated gender and we know that they go to the university of waterloo again cuteness in the words Cuteness in the words doesn't mean that, you know, there's no problem here. In fact, it's always, to me, a red flag. It's a sign to look further. Anyway, article uh, goes on. The University of Waterloo told CTV News that the school intended to remove the machines from campus. The university has asked that these machines be removed from campus as soon as possible. In the meantime, we've asked that the software be disabled. Rebecca Elming, a representative for the University of Waterloo, told the outlet. Look, it's a rather long article. I'm not going to continue to read it. The, the simple fact that there were other ways 
for the makers of this vending machine to achieve what they claim is their goal, which is to turn the screen on. Uh, well, you know, but but even but even their comments later sort of uh, fly in the face and conflict with what they earlier said. They earlier said that look, we we just want to be able to activate the screen. That's it. We just need to know so we can turn the screen on. Okay, so why do you need their approximate age, their approximate gender, right? Why is that needed? Sorry, it's bullshit. Too many cute words, too many weasel words, too many lawyered statements to, you know, hope that the dust settles and it goes away. I'm going to say it, Mars Corporation, you shouldn't be collecting this data. That's it. It's none of your business whatsoever. Get rid of the cameras. You can turn the screen on in any million other ways without being, uh, you know, without adding your company to the list of egregious offenders. That's the episode for today, boys and girls. I'll catch you on the next one.